Hi, I'm Ellen. And I'm Alex. And this is our podcast, Uniquely Portable Magic, where we talk about all things books. This week, we are talking about These Hollow Vows by Lexi Ryan. And it is basically Cinderella plus The Bachelor plus The Fae. And mix Mm -hmm. those all together. And that's this book. (laughs) Basically. (laughs) I don't know if you can... uh... It is that book, basically. I'm. It was so good. I don't know if you can hear him in the background, but my dog has decided he'd like to be part of today's episode. So. Oh, he wants to be fe- <laughs> featured on The Bachelor. <laughs> the, yeah, apparently he has some feelings about this book mm, that he mm-hmm. apparently really wants to share with the world. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like I could go a little bit more in depth, but I, I kind of thought I was being cute. No, with I think my that's perfect. I think, yeah. No, I think you're I think you're on it. Um this is going to be your spoiler alert. We will be of course talking in depth about this book. So if you haven't read it and you don't want any spoilers, now is the time to hold off and we will hopefully see you back after you read it. Um and if you don't care about spoilers, we don't understand that, but you're welcome to keep listening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Alex. I'm so glad that you picked up on the Cinderella part because I was like, at the beginning, I was like, so this is definitely just like Cinderella. And then I had this moment where I was like, I wonder if Alex is going to know that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I can't fault you for the questioning. (laughs) Based on some previous experiences that (laughs) have maybe happened. Hmm, I don't know to what you are referring. To what I'm referring, yes. (laughs) Hmm. Oh my gosh. Uh, so you guys can listen to our previous episodes and we tell the story about it in the book that we talk about. So you can just go find which one we're talking about. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, I feel like maybe that's happened more than once. Well, the most notable one is the one that I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so did you narrow it down to one favorite character or Of course not. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't either. Alex <laughs> No, I have two. So I, I felt really proud of myself that I only had two because I could have definitely kept adding to the list. Um, but I, you know, I was a big girl and made myself pick two. Um, we're not going to talk about how technically I'm supposed to be trying to pick one. Um, <laughs> hey, progress. <sighs> so um, it should be no surprise that Brie was one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. I really liked her character. I loved her strength and her determination to do anything for her sister. Um, yeah, because you definitely relate to that storyline so much. Well, the whole... maybe not so much the going to a different world to save them. No, but the whole, like, <laughs> them, like but... doing something as an older sister, like, for your yeah. siblings. Yeah, absolutely. That That's a trope that'll get me anytime. Older sibling doing anything for their siblings. Um, it doesn't hurt that she's a redhead, you know, that definitely always is, is a, is a step in the right direction. Um, but I just, and I just really liked her growth in the book. You know, I thought she had a really, um, interesting story arc and I was just very excited to follow along with it. Um, and then my second favorite character, my second 
favorite character, not my second favorite. You, whatever. Um, <laughs> the English language. Is, <laughs> punctuation. Right. <laughs> I know. Punctuation and inflection are really important there. Um, is, drumroll please, Finn. Um, that should also probably be no surprise to anybody who has listened to me talk about my favorite types of male characters in books. I, I just, I don't know what it is, but I'm just a sucker for dark and broody, (laughs) um, dark hair, light eyes, never hurts. Um, but I also just, I'm very intrigued by him and there's clearly so much that we don't know about him yet and um I'm also just like I'm a really big sucker for the whole like maybe the the dark and broody guy is not as dark and broody as he seems like I just mm-hmm. <sighs> right like that's, that's just a like facade <laughs> to protect himself to like hide behind or whatever right yeah and like and like I don't know what that says about my <laughs> mental health or anything like that (laughs) but um I am I'm just a big old sucker for that um and I'm just more than anything I'm just really intrigued by him and his story and what else we have to learn about him still Mm -hmm. so and then I like how much he cares for the people that he is responsible for and then you know within his own little um band of misfits as uh, Brie calls them at some point. <laughs> mm-hmm. So those are my favorite characters. How about you? So I was having a hard time choosing between characters of the love triangle because I really liked all three of them for the majority of the book, but there were significant things and portions where I was like, oh my God, this is they're terrible or this is driving me crazy or like just I can't (laughs) um but because I had that with all of them it wasn't like oh like this character really sure that much worse than any of the others uh all three of them were my favorite um I feel like this happens with every love triangle where like the first guy that you meet you see the interaction you're like oh my god they were meant to be. There's no way I'm going to like this other character that they're going to introduce. Like, it's not possible. Like, these two are, it's it. Um, did you read the back of the book? I don't know that I did. Okay. Uh, I'll ask you more about that after you finish telling me about your, oh, why they're yeah. your favorites. So I was very stubbornly going into the rest of the book thinking that and then came out of it, um kind of really upset with both men but more so Sebastian than Finn (laughs) so I was like oh I like Sebastian the most at the beginning but I like Finn better in the end so I think I'll keep both of them (laughs) as my favorites (laughs) (laughs) um and then Brie obviously um because she's cool she has cool magic she um has mostly values that I um align with and she's you know cares about not just her sister but like the um I guess like society and the people who don't have power to be able to help themselves so yeah yeah 
So it's funny. So the back of the book pretty much says, and I, of course, don't have the dust jacket to tell me what. Oh, here, I can read it, it says, if you want me to. Yeah, go for it. So read the back of the book. He thinks he wants me forever, and part of me is considering it even as I'm betraying him. I'm the thief who's stealing from the kingdom. He'd have me rule by his side. And then there are these things I feel for Finn. The way my power surges when he's close. The attraction I don't want but can't deny. Would Ronan want me if he knew any of that? Even if he did, doesn't that prove I don't deserve him? Mm. That's not the back of the book that I'm familiar with. Oh. Is there an, ins- is there an inside <laughs> flap? Is there an inside flap that has, like, a about the book in it? Um... I have, well, the top is a heart is a dangerous thing to steal is the yeah. top of the front cover. And then the inside besides the like longer description is I could revel in the darkness. These are the hours of spies and thieves. They're my hours. Mm, so none of this is the one that you so, have. Now I have no idea where I read this. Um, and I don't have the dust jacket near me to see if it was on the back of that dust jacket. Um, but whatever I read was like, it's, you know, torn between two fae princes. Like, she doesn't know what to do or whatever. Um, and, um, so I knew that there was going to be a love triangle right away, which I was like here for but then i also before it's revealed that sebastian is one of the two fey princes i knew he wasn't going to be there for long because i thought like there were going to be two other fey princes and so i was like it's not going to be a love square oh (laughs) you didn't you didn't you thought he was who he said he was i thought well i I was like oh this is suspicious i think he's probably one of the princes oh interesting i didn't um i didn't think he was one of the i thought there was something that he was not like I knew something was weird, but I didn't, I didn't know that part of it. Gotcha. Oh, so you just like um, dismissed him right away because you were waiting for more characters to come along, right? Um, at least at first I didn't. I I'm trying to figure out. I wonder where you yeah. what you read and where you read that. <laughs> I know. I'm I'm thinking. I have no idea. Is the short answer. Uh-huh. <laughs> um. But I knew that there was a triangle and there were fae princes and I guess, um, it, but it's actually really funny because I think on the front cover, if I would have looked closely enough at the two, because the front cover is her facing the, mm-hmm. I almost said camera, like it was a picture <laughs> and not a drawing. It's like her facing the front and then it's the both of them behind her facing opposite right, you directions. Right, and so I guess if I probably would have looked at that closer, I bet one of them has white hair. So I probably would have been like, oh, wait a second. That's a pretty distinguishing feature. Well, no, you can't really. You can tell that one of them has darker hair and one of them has slightly lighter hair, but you can't tell. That but you can't like tell it's white. Super, like, yeah, white blonde. Okay. So. so okay. Well, but either way. Um, and then, of course, once she was in fairy, I guess is what they call the kingdom mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, once she was there and she, like, saw Sebastian there as a fairy. Yeah, I don't know if it's fae or fairy or... I think they're interchangeable. 
Well, I don't I don't know that they are though, but oh. maybe they are. Mm-hmm. I don't really know. Um but once she saw and the, but she didn't know who he was at first, that's when I was like, Oh, he's the other prince. Mm-hmm. Like so so after it was revealed that he was a fairy, I was like, Oh, then he's the other prince. Oh, Got gotcha. it. But like while they were still in human land, um <laughs> um Alora or whatever it's called, um, I had not known at that point. Gotcha. Um okay. We've gotten really sidetracked. <laughs> we sure have, but that's okay because that's what you know. It's our podcast, so we can do what we want to. Exactly. Okay. So, favorite part wise, I've taken a page out of your book again, nice. and it's more of a theme. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but my or or collection, and maybe not so much a theme, but like a collection of scenes. Uh-huh. Um, and for me, it was all of. The scenes of Brie bonding with, um, like, Pritha and Finn and, like, that whole group. And just, like, all of those little scenes were just, like, it was so exciting to see her making friends that were, like, actual, like, she was making friends. And it, like, it wasn't because she need. I mean, it was because she needed to find her sister, but it wasn't, like directly you know like it there was more to it and she was just forming connections and I like a good band of misfits I like the banter I like the comedy like you know the part where she's training and um I don't even remember who says it but she's trying to use her shadows to like keep him locked in and he just like walks right through yeah no he shrugs and they like fall apart and he's like it'll work perfectly if your enemy stands perfectly still (laughs) and just like those little things that I just um it just I just loved it and I loved the interactions and the personal connections and Mm -hmm. all of that how about you did you have a favorite part so I had two different like collections of scenes if we're gonna call it unacceptable i've never done that and one of them (laughs) happens to be the exact same as yours i loved when we just had like that collection of characters together interacting for all the same reasons that you just said yeah um and then the other one was two points where i was just like yes queen with brie the first one being when she is like, oh, let me just walk up onto this throne and claim it. Boom. <laughs> like, but also, like, how smart of her. Right? Like, like oh, I have, I, I would have am been panicking. Crowd. Crown. She could be the crowd, too. We don't know. <laughs> right? Like, how do I, how do I uh, finish this? bargain so that I can get my sister back and not kill myself or bond myself to the unseelie king oh wait a minute just you know I would be I would be dead so fast I the thing is I would do anything for any of my siblings but I really hope that it does not come down to me trying to figure out riddles because <laughs> same oh my god we talked about this last time we're both I, so bad at riddles <laughs> And, like, poetry and, like, anything that's not, like, super straightforward. For me, at least. I think you're much better with that, but. (laughs) Occasionally, I can do things, but, like, trying to think my way out of, like, that very careful speaking that they do, like, when they make those 
those bargains. Like, I would have been like, can we, can we reconvene tomorrow? I need to like, can I have a notebook and a pen? And <laughs> like, I would have needed time to like mm-hmm. sit and stew on it. And then only then would I maybe have had an answer. Like, that doesn't even mean I would come back with an answer. Yeah. Um, Same. But she was able to pull that out of her ass. Yeah. Um, very so, impressively. So that one was the first time. And then the second one was at the very end of the book when she just like, everything is darkness and she's just like storming out of the castle. Like, and everyone's like, oh my God, what's happening? And just it's like darkness everywhere. And she's like, I'm so fucking pissed. But it's awesome at the same time. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah, um, those are my favorites. Okay, so I may have more than one favorite quote. Well, that works well because I don't have any because I just couldn't put the book down and therefore <laughs> wasn't even thinking about favorite quotes. I was just like, read, 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 turn page. Yeah. <laughs> I, I only have three. I feel like if I maybe reread, which I... I feel like I probably will at some point. Um, I might have more because I also had a very similar phenomenon. Like my first favorite quote is on page like 10. And then my next one isn't until like 430. So like they're <laughs> right. Like everywhere in very... between you're like, okay, start reading. One of the things I'm looking for is favorite quotes. Let me see. And then by the end you're like, oh, wait a minute. I, okay, let me I only have a couple pages left. Is there anything I can scrounge around for? So, because I have three favorite quotes. One's on page 10, one was page 433, and then one was, like, the last page. And I was, (laughs) and I was like, good enough. Um, So, my first one is, before we know her name, um, she um, is talking, or she's thinking to herself, because she just found out that Fawn signed a contract with whatever G name guy, um, Gorsky, Gorsky, whatever. or something. I don't know. Yeah. I don't even know. (laughs) Um, but she finds out that Fawn has signed this contract to save her mom and whatever. And, um, she thinks to herself, the thing about desperation is that it steals the right choice from our list of options. Um, and I, you know me, one of my favorite quote categories is applicable to more than just, you know, the the context of the story, mm-hmm. right? Um, and um, I thought it was just such a, a simple and clear way to really lay out something that I think a lot of people seem to forget you know, is that, is that when people are desperate, their options change and there's not, um, there's not sometimes time to make the right choice or the prudent choice or the, you know, like, um, that and like your rational brain just isn't there to the same extent. Yeah, absolutely. Is. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and so I think it sort of goes hand in hand is, you know, remembering that and then trying to have more sympathy for people in general, you know. And um, so I really liked that. Um, and then um, my next quote, like I said, way at the end of the book, um, 
It's uh, when Brie and Finn are in her dream after um, she turned and she, um, they're having sort of that little heart to heart conversation and whatnot. And she's talking to him about um, like they're in there floating in like the stars basically is what they're, you know, doing. And she's mentions to him that it reminds her of something that her mom said to her when she, when they used to stargaze together. Um, and he asks her what it is. And she says that no matter how helpless I, f- sorry, no matter how hopeless I feel, there's always a little more hope inside me that no matter how faithless I think I am, there was always something to believe in. And again, it was a, a quote that's applicable to, the world and it's i think it's something really important to think to look at and think about especially in today's society where our news channels are just shitty thing after shitty thing and it's so easy to f- to forget that there are good people out there and there are reasons to have hope and there are things to believe in um and it sort of goes hand in hand with my um one of my favorite mr rogers quotes um about looking for the helpers um in bad situations um and i just thought it was beautiful and i really liked it it is very beautiful and then my last one is one that i got goosebumps i got a little bit of shivers i was like um and it's just the last line of the book um and she has been storming out of the palace and sebastian is trying to stop her because oh my god he loves her so much (laughs) and um he's like trying to make her stop and then she goes but he can't make me stop and he can't keep me from walking away from the golden palace with nothing but my darkness and the betrayal that has wrapped itself around my immortal heart and I was like, oh. um, so, and it made me so excited for book two, which is not coming out for a little while, but that'll be okay, I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I totally thought this was a standalone book and then I finished it and I was like, Ellen, can you imagine, why did you, can you imagine if it was this? though? Yeah. Can you imagine that being the last line of a standalone no, book? Absolutely not. Oh. That would be that would be a power play. Like I would hate it, but I would also have so much like respect mm-hmm. for the author. Mm-hmm. Like Yeah, very true. To not leave it on a happy note. As a quick side note, that does not mean that I'd want this to end not on a happy note. (laughs) (laughs) It's weird because I'm like a suck. I love a happy ending and probably prefer happy endings, but I do have a ton of respect for authors or show writers or movie writers or whatever who can walk away from a story and and just sort of leave it Mm -hmm. at whatever point it's at. Yeah, that's very true. All right. Okay. You so ready? one of my very first notes mm-hmm. is, so this is like Cinderella. I wonder if Alex knows. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thankfully, she did. <laughs> uh, so my first note is very different than that. <laughs> it just says, 
Starworm is so cool. I think I'm going to like this world. <laughs> the Starworm yes. is cool. <laughs> uh, so technically the Cinderella one is actually my second quote. Not quote. No. Mm-hmm. It rhymes, so let's pretend I didn't mess up. Um, my first one is about their aunt. Um, oh my god, I can, I, mm, I, I don't understand how people can actually be like that, because I, I know that it's, yes, this is a fantasy book, but it's not like the characters don't have traits of actual people. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, how do you uh, sign a, a life contract and own your nieces and force them into continual labor and debt that they can never climb out of yeah absolutely and then the two cousins which of course i was like stepmom and stepsisters Mm -hmm. now it's aunt who married into the family and her daughters yeah right because the uncle was the blood Mm -hmm. relation right yeah yeah um so, yeah. Ugh. Um, and then Pritha shows up right at the beginning yeah. there, and it's or like, relatively fairy right at the godmother. Beginning. <laughs> and I was like, exactly. I was like, look at her, the little fairy godmother with her magic dress and her makeup, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god, this is hilarious, right? Um, yeah. oh goodness. Okay, so the minute. Finn shows up, right? Like, she mentions his silver eyes, right? And immediately I'm like, oh, that's the nephew. That's, um, because she, because she had already Uh. gone to see Mordius or whatever, and she had seen his silver eyes. And then I was like, oh, duh. Yeah, I knew that right away, too. Um. Yeah. I feel like this book is one of those books where... It's blatantly obvious so many times that things are not as they seem and not, Mm -hmm. um, like, we're not understanding everything that's happening or people aren't portraying themselves uh, honestly. And there's something to be said about this versus, you know, authors being way more subtle about layering details that we don't necessarily understand until rereading it versus this you're like okay my spidey senses are tingling like something is happening here i'm not sure what it is but i know that this isn't this isn't right yeah i feel like that was just continually happening for me um yeah oh for sure me too and what i found (laughs) what i find so interesting about this style of like something's coming is it just in a good way, it just frustrates me so much because I'm like, I feel like I need, I should know. Because we're in like the books where it's more subtle, you don't even realize you're missing stuff until mm. later. And then you're like, oh, but here you have this feeling of I'm missing something. When it's, when it's like, yes, technically you're missing something, but it's not because it, you missed it on the page. It's because she hasn't dropped that little sprinkle of information yet Mm -hmm. so she's like leading you right up to it and then is like blindfold like (laughs) (laughs) um it was actually really funny though because i did so like right away when i saw 
saw, read about Finn. I did have a split second where I was like, I guess if he's not the prince, or not even that he's not the prince, right? Because I knew he was his nephew. And I was like, but wouldn't it be interesting if he was, yes, the prince, but he's also like the son of the Seelie Queen, and that's why he's there. Right. Which, Which by the time I got to the end, <laughs> I was like, I was so close, but so far. Like, <laughs> Did you see that coming? Because... I, I actually... So I thought that they were brothers. Uh, I... It got to a point... <laughs> Please go ahead and know. You, you didn't have that feeling? So I distinctly remember... That Finn, like, when she asked about his family or siblings, he said, like, I I have either a sibling or a brother that I don't care to, like, claim or whatever. And I was right. like, oh, hmm. And then I completely forgot about that. Whereas, like, so that's, that's, really that's legitimately, like, you should have seen, I should have seen it coming that they're brothers. Like, it's, yeah. So yeah. It, was, it was really funny, or at least half-brothers, right? Yeah. Um, Although, do we know that they're half-brothers? Do we know that Arya isn't Finn's mom? Oh. See, that's the other thing. Oh, so, like, I assumed they were half-brothers, but I guess I shouldn't be right. making that assumption. I know. So that was the other thing, too, is I was like, we don't know anything about his mom, right? Like, maybe she is somebody else. Maybe she is, you know, maybe both of them are princes that straddle both sides of it, Right. But also maybe his mom was an unseely fairy or whatever. Um, but yeah, so at that moment where they're talking about his brother who he liked, whose name I can't remember. Um, and then she mentions like, um, she mentions, um, uh, like, do you have other siblings? And he's like, not that I want to talk about Wait, he has, he, I don't remember him mentioning a brother that he liked. No, the brother that was married to Pritha. Oh, right, right, right. Oh, I forgot about him. That's so sad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Da, 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 because yeah. the niece. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah. Ignore me. <laughs> so, so, right, so they talk about him. I can't remember his name at the moment. Starts with a um, v. And then, yeah. Um, and then I think there's an X in it, which really just throws things off. <laughs> um, and so there's that moment. And in my head, I was like, <laughs> wouldn't it be funny if the brother he does or like the sibling he doesn't like talking about is Sebastian. And then later when she was finally getting the whole story from, uh, Mordius, I was like, oh, because Sebastian is only a couple years older than um, Bree, I like had this moment. I was like, "Oh, that one on one of their other excursions to the human realm, that's where I bet I bet she got pregnant with um, Sebastian. I bet he, that he's her his son." And then I was, and then for a split second, I was like, "Does that make them siblings?" Well, so that's what I. <laughs> I was wondering if Finn and Brie were siblings because, mm. right, you get, you eventually understand that, like, her mom and his dad. Also, I called that, too. Were a thing, right? And so before yeah. we find out that then she 
married a human man and they had kids. I was like, shoot, is she, like, is this why she has such an affinity for him and, like, her power um, is stronger when she's with him because they have the same, like, power, like, they're yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, oh, she's she's lusting after her sibling. But then you find out that that's not. Thankfully, it's just the child of her mother's (laughs) ex-lover. Which is still a little bit weird, but significantly less weird than yes. yeah. <laughs> siblings. Um, but yeah, no, because there was a split second that I had, I, like, before we found out that, she, like, when I got to the point where I was like, oh, I bet Sebastian's their kid. And then we before we got to the point where he was like, and then finally Oberon was able to go back, but your mother had married someone. Like, it was between those two moments mm. where I was like, <laughs> I, was, I was like, I was like, they're siblings. There's some real Game of Thrones shit in here. Like, I was like, that's gonna be really uncomfortable at the family reunions. <laughs> and then, thankfully, that was like, and I was like, I don't think that that's probably right. But I was like, but also, like, is it like? Because Game of Thrones, I guess Game of Thrones made its way out into the world, and there was a lot of incest in there. Yeah. So I was like, I guess, I mean, and especially it would probably be different. <sighs> Whatever. Like I got into a weird, like spiral, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, it'll be different than Game of Thrones because probably now that they know that they're siblings, they won't sleep together again. Probably, like, (laughs) I I know, I was like, I was just like spiraling, and then, you know, of course, still reading, and then he was like, and then he came back, and your mother was married and had two children, and I was like, oh, thank God, (laughs) like. (laughs) Uh, So wait, when did you realize that Sebastian was also on Seelie? When I realized that he was Oberon's son. Right, which was when? In the book? So when Mordius was telling her the story right before she kills him. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So then were you freaking out when they were getting, they when they were bonded? Or, because obviously I didn't, I thought she was getting bonded to a Seelie where you are fine and don't die. Oh, no. I had been, I had been really not okay with Finn. No. Sebastian for a while by that oh, point. Oh god, he I was just getting so many bad vibes and like red flags and like I just couldn't with him and then I would rationalize it and then I was like, so "Oh, the, so this is what this is why people stay with people who aren't." Yeah. Ugh. So I so I mean pretty much like page whatever, let me see page 88 she meets the silver-eyed fae and i'm like sold team i didn't have a name for him yet but i was like team this guy like Mm -hmm. (laughs) woohoo right um so i was already leaning in one direction but of course as i've mentioned in other love triangles i am open like you know pick like dally in both courts Courts, huh? <laughs> funny, get it? Because I didn't mean. <laughs> Let's pretend I did mean to have that pun. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, dip your toes in the water, like, explore, figure it out, like, whatever. You do you. I have a preference, but certainly, you know, do whatever you want to do, right? <clears throat> and so at first, I was sort of like that. I was like, okay, I like Finn more, but like, you know, I'm. F- 
I'm okay with Sebastian. Um, but then the nail in the coffin for me was um, after he found out that she was friends with Finn and they had their big fight and then they were making up in her room and they were getting hot and heavy. And then he freaking or they started, goes, sorry. she's like, oh, I have a he, meeting. No, he's with no, 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 not even, that wasn't even the part. He, um, here, I wrote down the page. Oh, so this was here. a different... Instance. I mean, no, it's, I mean, it's that same, it's that same okay. scene. Um, but so 305 in the, in my hardcover here. Um, and so they're like talking and I think they've kissed a little bit. No, no, I don't even think they've kissed yet. So like he's, um, he's like, what are you doing with him? He's my enemy. And she's like, um, <laughs> not what you think, but I can't tell you what was really happening. Right. And he's like, answer me and he's training me and blah 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 and he's um he's like why didn't you ask me I'm so hurt and I and then all of a sudden um he's like you don't understand what it's like between us blah 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 and then he goes like she says bash you can trust me how can I prove it and then he like turns away from her and he like swallows and he goes you we could, and then he like shakes his head and it says, I won't rush you into anything you're not ready for. And I'm like, he's manipulating her into sex because he knows that if he can get her to have sex with him, she'll be more inclined to accept the bond and do whatever the fuck he wants her to do. And I was like, hell no. Like we don't, we don't pressure people into having sex with us. Period. Mm-hmm. <laughs> end of end of the story, right? Yeah. And then he continued and was like, oh, and, and but then they started kissing and they got really hot and heavy and then he was like, oh, I have a meeting. And I was like, mm-hmm, okay. Anybody who was actually interested in having sex with someone for, like, actual sex reasons, like, or at least for entirely sex reasons, like, because I think he wanted to have sex with her, like, mm-hmm. but also, like, there was clearly ulterior motive. But I was like, no one's going to walk away in the middle and be like, time for my meeting. <laughs> right? And then she finds him with the other girl. And then Ryan um, drugs her for him. And then I was like, that, nope. Oh, God. I was like, so, I'm, yeah. Uh. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I'm done. And then everything else afterwards, it was, it was like, it was so funny because, like, he was... She being uh, Lexi, right? Is the author's first name? Lexi mm-hmm. Ryan. Um, She's like trying to make him seem sweet. And to me, it just felt like candy coating on a rotten inside. Mm-hmm. Like I just, I couldn't like, not to say that I didn't enjoy <laughs> some of the scenes that happened afterwards, but like I just... I knew that something was off and I knew I didn't know how deep it went really, but like I knew something was off and then it just like nothing sat right and I was just done with him. Mm, Yeah, I didn't have, I had the feelings of like, I don't like this. This isn't right. She shouldn't be treated this way. Why does she keep going back? But then again, I kept rationalizing and saying all these things. So I didn't have that same experience reading the book as you did I don't think but um 
yeah, at first I was like, oh, you've got to be kidding me when she finds him with someone else. And, um, and then I was like, okay, well, I mean, it is the Faye version of The Bachelor. So, like, uh, okay. It's not an excuse, but, like, okay. And yeah. then... And then I was like, well, but she's doing this because she needs to save her sister. And so she'll do anything. Like, she'll stick with him, like, is forgiving him because she needs Mm -hmm. to be near him and stay in the palace to um, save her sister. But then I was thinking about it further. And I was like, "Mm, even without that, she probably would have let it slide even without that and I was like that's where I have a big problem with this because I feel like sure the whole love triangle thing is a fun thing to read and the bachelor is obviously a big phenomenon (laughs) and like this is kind of similar to it um but at the same time I feel like there were parts of this book including that scene specifically where I was like what are we teaching young girls in this book like, this is a YA novel. I know that it's fantasy and it's a book and, you know, things happen that don't happen in real life. But it just seems like this book was making it okay to allow you to be treated poorly. Mm-hmm. Right? Because she kept... Like, oh, I'm angry, but okay, I forgive him. And, oh, this is terrible, but oh, okay, yeah, that's fine. Like, kept giving excuses and excuses and... Yeah. Um, I think that's part of... I think that's also part of the magic of the book, though, right? Is that, for the most part, it seems like that's just what she's going to keep doing, right? She's just going to keep letting him make decisions for her and all of that. And then right at the end, she realizes her own power and her own strength and... And she's not gonna she's not gonna let him stop her, right? Like right? So like I think it's I think if this was a standalone book, that would be more of a concern. But since we know that there's more coming and that she's already had this moment where she has realized her own power and what was so wrong with what was happening, mm-hmm. um, there's more to this you know, there's more to the story. Um But yeah, if this was like a standalone book, I'd have exactly the same mm-hmm. concerns as you um yeah. but then and then it was just like so it was all of that and then it was him bonding her to him and then turning her into a fairy and making that decision for her like right well, like it was just she was gonna die but she didn't know she was gonna die and he obviously right didn't want well her i thought die. i thought she i mean i thought she had been told at one point because i knew that she was gonna die no because she thought so she was told and asked okay if i'm bonded if can a human bond to an unseelie do they die yes what about to a seelie they do not die humans don't die if they bond to a seelie fairy um because oh. of the current magic curse right, thing, right, right? right, right, right and right, so she went into bonding with Sebastian thinking he was Seely, so therefore she was going to continue mm. to live as a human. Sure, sure. I apparently forgot about the distinction, so I was I thought she was going to oh, die either way. you thought she was just giving up her life like that? Kind of. Oh. And I was like 
girl. Dang. Like, okay. Oh my God. That's a very I, different experience than I had. I know. And I, yeah. Um, okay, thank you for reminding me of that because I, um, yeah. But like the other thing about the whole situation though is, is like, yeah, it's the fairy bachelor or whatever, but like, again, no person who is professing to love Brie as much as Sebastian was professing to love her is even going to go make out and feel up some other chick, right? Like, and, I mean, vice versa, right? Like, if she was the one, you know, I mean. Mm, I don't know. I mean, a lot of bachelors and bachelorettes do end up falling for multiple people and do end up... (laughs) In well, the I don't. Room. I don't watch. <laughs> I don't. The, Sorry, that's Bachelor the, in Paradise. Is the Boom Boom Room the, um, the Boom Boom Room? Yes. <laughs> Gross. I don't watch. I don't judge people who watch The Bachelor or Bachelorette. Like, watch whatever you want to watch. There's zero judgment. It has never sat right with me, so I don't watch mm-hmm. it. But I know people love that show. Like, I have a bunch of coworkers who love it. Clearly, apparently, you really like it, <laughs> <laughs> and that's totally fine. Like, what? Like. I don't care. Like, um, so, but that's also part of what I doesn't sit right with me with the bachelor and the bachelorette is like, you're going to spend 10 weeks. I don't even know how many weeks trying to fall in love with someone. And by the end of it, you're going to get engaged. Like there's no way you're going to know whoever you fall in love, fall in love with well enough. If you have to be spending time with all of like, it just, um to me the premise seems dumb mm-hmm. but <laughs> I, I agree oh, yeah, but I, I still watch it <laughs> I was just gonna say but I also can understand why people enjoy watching it's just it, the right? drama like, is just oh, amazing yeah. and honestly the and men apparently all the boom boom <laughs> the men are more dramatic than the women like the bachelorette is where it's at because the male contestants are just such drama love, queens it's amazing I, I love that you didn't think that just in real life men are more dramatic than women. Like, I don't know if this is because I live, have lived most of my life with my younger brothers or what, but men are dramatic as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) And not to say that women can't be dramatic. I'm a dramatic person. Like, but no, yeah, men definitely have the capability to be more dramatic than women. <laughs> um, yeah, it's interesting because you get different responses of, like, there's some women who prefer to spend time with guys because there's less drama and, like, they're more chill and straightforward and they find women, mm-hmm. women, women. <laughs> They find women more catty and, like, backstabbing and all this stuff. And then there's the opposite of, like, girls, girls, because the girls are um, more straight, like, basically the opposite. Like, they're more straightforward and supportive and will have your back mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And guys can be super dramatic. So it's it's interesting, and I wonder if it depends on the group of individuals versus the gender I think it or depends on the group of individuals but I think it also depends on what stage of life they're at mm-hmm. right like a group of high school girls are going to be much cattier than a group of adult 
girls. I don't know. Right? Have you like, watched any of The Real Housewives? Because <laughs> no, I we're don't just watch bringing the all the reality TV in here. But The Real Housewives—they're not friends. Like they're not—they're not a friend group like a like a normal. I was gonna say human friend group. Like they're not human. <laughs> Um, but like a like a normal friend group, right? They're a friend group, quote unquote, because they're all rich housewives, yeah. which is fine. Like be it, like whatever. But like that's a different bond that you've created with those people than like actual adult friendships, you know? Like, um, but you know, it's so. I wonder, and I don't have an answer to it, but I also sometimes wonder if stage of life has anything mm, to do with mm-hmm. it, right? Um, I don't know. Like, are teenage boys more prone to being, like, they got to be the, like, at least seeming like they've got to be tough and whatever. And then, like, when they're older, they don't care anymore, so they get to be more dramatic and they get to be more, like, themselves and whatever. Or vice versa. Or, you know, like, mm-hmm. it's interesting to see... So like, apparently we have to find babies and <laughs> follow, follow them, them through their lives <laughs> and their measure lives their, and if... their drama levels each year. <laughs> exactly. Um, oh my gosh. So, okay. So when she used the mirror for the first, okay, back to the book that we are right. talking about mm-hmm. here. What book? <laughs> um, Is I don't this remember. a book podcast? What? I mean, it's a whatever we want it to be podcast. Um... But we, so the first time that she used the mirror, did you you remember someone, I don't even remember who, but I had had the distinct thought that someone had told her not to use the mirror. Yes. And I thought it was Finn. Yes. Right? Finn Mm -hmm. was like, don't use the mirror. Right, because you won't see what you think. Like, it won't show you what you think. And then all of a sudden, she's like, mirror, it's my sister. And I'm like, girl, I'm like, (laughs) you dumb dumb. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> you beautiful, sweet, dumb dumb. Right, but, well, but also, though, it's not like she trusts him or knows anything about him for his advice I mean, to mean a whole heck of a lot. Yeah. That and she kind of likes to do her own thing and she's been told what to do yeah. her entire life. So why would you, sure. you know, like sure. there are a lot of that, things. Okay. As someone who does not like being told what to do i do understand that part of it but like the part where she was like and i can see my sister and she's happy so everything's good and i was like i don't think that's the case <laughs> like that that's more more than anything that's what i was like girl do really you think everything's just fine you think this evil king was like yeah i'm gonna hold this lady hostage but don't worry she's gonna be able to do needlepoint and play like have her maids that she really likes and get all the food and like really like do you remember the desperation <laughs> quote that you read earlier i think that might have a little bit to do with this decision making here <laughs> i don't even think it's decision making though right it's just like it's it and and really the thing is is it's that hope right it's that hope that that is what's happening because she can't possibly fathom that not being what was happening to her sister mm. that she loves so much. Which I do logically understand, but also as the reader, it's frustrating because I'm like, I don't think that's really what's happening with your sister. Yeah, you know what else was really frustrating? And I don't what? know if you felt this or not, but the amount of times that she 
was doubting and naysaying her magic um, was really frustrating to me. Like, I understand it because, of course, why would she think she would have magic? Like, she's a human. Like, that it's out of the realm of possibilities of, like, what is even, I guess, possible. Possible. <laughs> Outside of the realm of possibilities of what's possible. Um, so, like, I wow, understood that. That's a beautiful Thank quote. You. I'm I feel like we need eloquent, like you know, um, we need some inspirational yeah. posters. Oh, for sure. <laughs> um, I could fill those up. Lickety split. Uh, so, like, I understood that rationally, but I got so freaking frustrated continually because she continually did that. She, like, people yeah. were like, "Oh yeah," like, "Do you see this?" She's like, "Oh no, it's like something to do with like coming to theory and blah blah blah." And I'm like, "Girl." You have abilities like this. Just accept it. Um, I just have a quick follow-up question for you. Um, what what do you do when people talk about your strengths? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and I can only ask that question because I know what I do when people talk about my strengths. Uh, and it's exactly what she does. Yeah. I try everything in my power to explain it away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Me too. So, okay. I can't think of the word that I'm thinking of right now that I just, um, well, maybe it'll come to me. It's like similar to you, but it's slightly different. But, you know, I can't describe it except for the actual word and I can't think of the word. The word is similar to you, but different? No, similar to the way that you described how you um, talk about your strengths. Deflecting? Uh, no. Oh, and anyways, it'll maybe come to me. Okay, so I have it's. I think it's confession time. Mm-hmm. I spent a good chunk of the first few interactions with Finn's group calling Jalik Jack. Mm-hmm. Um, How did you not even be... like miss letters? No. It, no, it wasn't even that I missed the letters. Like, I knew it was Jalik, um, but it was just easier to <laughs> So you were a lazy Jack. reader, and I'm just like, this makes my life easier. <laughs> it does. It was just easier to be, you know, it's just, it's just one syllable instead of two. You know, plus I wasn't seeing him, like, frequently enough to, like, <laughs> feel like I needed to, you know, actually remember his... <laughs> name um <laughs> oops oh my gosh um okay so um the part after they rescue Jalik <laughs> from the dungeons and oh my god that was another part 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 that was another part <laughs> I almost said port like over and over again um that was another part where I was That was one of the first inklings that I was like, I feel like Sebastian's hiding something, right? Because, like, his whole interaction with Jalik that he doesn't know that she saw or whatever, I was like... Mm -hmm. And at that time, I didn't quite know, like, how deep it was, but I was like, clearly there's at least something that's not, you know... Whatever. Um, But the part where she goes and sits on the balcony or whatever and Finn comes out afterwards 
and she's talking about looking at the stars or whatever and how she felt like they were never, like, she used to always feel like they were shining just for her and then her mom disappeared and then it just, like, ever since then it felt like less, fewer and fewer of them were shining for her or whatever. And then he looks at her and he says, every star in that sky shines for you. And I was like, gone. <laughs> it was like, it's like, it's like, not that I wasn't already like three quarters of, okay, let's be honest. I was already there, mm-hmm. but I was like, that like sealed the deal right. for me. I was Hook, like. line and sinker. <sighs> done. <laughs> it's that, it's that trope of like, she's looking at the beautiful sunset sky castle whatever and she says oh it's beautiful and then he says yeah it is but he's not he's looking like- at it he's looking <laughs> at her right like that's <laughs> and i love it and i do it like it's just it's so sweet that happened and I love in uh, it. the last book we were talking about too yeah like it just right like i just love that trope and that's what that felt like to me right like they're all shining for you okay like (laughs) um and like right before that she had patched finn up apparently not super well because then it got infected but whatever (laughs) she has Um, other skills (laughs) right um and then i loved was it shortly after that when kane was like go do the female thing oh my god that that was so adorable when it was what was Pritha was upset mm. and he was like go do the female thing and she's like the female thing he's and he's like yeah go go talk and then you're and then everything's better <laughs> oh my god so freaking cute I loved that so much like how uncomfortable he was and and she's like why don't you go do it and he's like I can't even say have a good day to people without them being like oh he hates me <laughs> oh um, so great. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so um, this is very random, but yeah. did you have this thought when you learned that goblins uh, basically could just move between spaces however they wanted to, and that's how um, like people could move between courts. Like if they had a goblin, then they could just yeah. go... Did you have the thought where you're like, oh my god, Ellen and I don't need to invent teleportation like we've been talking about and how it would be great if someone could just invent that and we really need to get on top of it. No, we just need a goblin. (laughs) See, I did not have that thought because I um, am very uneasy with the idea of using a living thing for my gain. Well, apparently I, I'm totally fine with that and just ruthless in my hunt um, for a goblin. I mean, not that they're particularly nice, but, like, it just, it felt like fancy slavery, you know, mm-hmm. like, in the context of this book. Now, however, I would not say no if a goblin came up to me and was like, hey, do you want to hang out? And then I'll just take you places when you need me to. I would be like, great. Thanks, goblin. Right? Except you, but I'd like, use their name. lose all your hair in the process because they well, would constantly Well, maybe it. we'd figure out a different thing that I could give them. I might have a book or two if they wanted. <laughs> um, hopefully we could just strike up a friendship where mm-hmm. I wouldn't have to keep mm-hmm. cutting my hair off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, but if it meant I got to see you in seconds, I would probably cut off a chunk of my hair. Mm-hmm. I'm actually, I would, I don't even have to say probably. If it meant I didn't have to drive six hours to see you and I could just chop off a little bit of my hair and come see you. Oh yeah, sure absolutely. Same. In a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, um, I am really intrigued by Lark. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I'm actually also really intrigued by, and we can go back to Lark specifically in a minute, but what I'm really intrigued by is the fact that, um, <laughs> um, Brie has two friends with children, Nick and Preetha, mm-hmm. and they both named their children after animals. <laughs> Oh, I didn't realize that until you just now. <laughs> yeah, and I just thought I just thought it was very interesting that she because it's fawn and lark. Um, I don't I don't know what the symbolism of that might be, but hmm, that's what I noticed for the next book. Right. Interesting. Um, but yeah, I'm very interested in lark she's very intriguing i love how cryptic and adorable she is she just says stuff like you're obviously supposed to know the deeper meaning behind what she's saying like duh (laughs) like wait but i don't understand just like how casually she was like the next time you die like (laughs) and brie was like i i don't think there's a next time i die because i don't think i died in the first place because like i'm i loved when she was talking to i think it was finn and she was like i don't know about here but uh in the human world we don't just get up and start keep walking around after we've died like i clearly she's crazy or whatever um but also when she um when lark shows up in her dream after the banshee visits Mm -hmm. And she says her freaking prophecy riddle, and I was like, "Great, yet another riddle." I don't understand. (laughs) I was was like, and I even had this moment where I was like, "I guess I'll just wait until she tells me what this means, because there's no way I'm probably gonna figure this out on my own." Like, (laughs) Uh, yeah. um, Yeah, she's adorable. So. I'm excited to see more of her mm. in the, and I'm hoping that we'll see more of her. Agreed. Um, how much did you like, I didn't like that she was drugged, but how funny was drugged high? Brie? Oh, she was hilarious. But yes, <laughs> I was um, very upset about the fact that she was drugged and why she was drugged. Mm-hmm. But because it all ended up fine, it was okay to then like, laugh at her ridiculousness right because she was safe and yeah um yeah the minute what is it is pretha the first one who says i think you've been drugged yeah i think so Mm -hmm. like as she's like towing her out of there she's like i think you've been drugged and immediately i was like oh ryan drugged her that's why he was pushing her towards Mm -hmm. i was like oh i was like drugged her so that she would then go to sebastian and I was not even that. I was thinking that they were just going to have her bond with him. Like that she would. Oh, I, no, it was, yeah, it was going to be sex bond. Like, not like uh, immediately, yeah. but like that those were the two things that, because like I knew would probably be the case if she had sex with him when he was like, maybe we could, uh, <laughs> right? I was like, see, he knows that she has feelings for him. And if he can get her to sleep with him, then 
it's going to be that much harder for her to say no to a bond, right? So, like, I knew that those were going to be just the steps that were going to be taken. And then guess what? They had sex. And then she was like, you know, I, th- yeah. I think I'm okay with this thing that I have never in my life been okay with. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Because I knew that that was what was going to happen. And he knew what without that was what, what... I'm getting so angry. I can't even talk. And he knew that that was what was going to happen. And I just like... Um... In case so, uh, everyone needed to know and can't see, because no one else can see oh, except yeah. for me, Ellen just, like, <laughs> punched her fist into her other hand to demonstrate her like, angst. Smackdown. Yeah. Ugh. But it just, I just, yeah, um, I just was so, I was so angry at that part, and then she was so funny, and she was safe, so I was happy about that, and then... There was some tension between her and Finn, and I was very okay with that. But what I loved so much about that was, like, yeah, he gave in a tiny bit at the end, right? But still, he had so much restraint because he knew she was not thinking clearly. And he knew that, like, to say yes to her while she was that drugged and um, high, you know, high and drunk is not actual consent, right? Like, he knew, like, and I was like, right, for all of these bad things that we're seeing here. That's true. That is a very good message. Of of being coerced into it. Him, and really, I mean, and his giving in was so small compared to what it could have been, Mm -hmm. right? Like, you know, um, and, you know, but I was just like, what a beautiful message, right? Like, if someone, I don't care what sex they are, is, like, blitzed out of their mind and they seem to be okay with it, that's not the time to be, like, let's have sex, especially for the first time, right? Yeah. Like, why do you think there's got- <laughs> so many uh, sexual assaults on college campuses? Because well, the majority for a couple of different them, reasons, but them yes. <laughs> because people are getting very drunk and high and... yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I thought that that was just a beautiful little thing. But then I also really loved that she calls him. <laughs> she goes, there he is, my grumpy shadow prince. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I just love that she calls him her sh- grumpy shadow yeah, prince. That is really cute. Um, so speaking of like good messages for young girls, uh, this is a yeah. complete side note. Um, but I wanted to talk about it and I feel like it's good to talk about on the podcast. Uh, so today we had a zoom birthday party for my little cousin, um, earlier today, she turned four. Um, and so we had like our, our side of the family and then my uncle's side of the family and we've done that before. And, um, one of her aunts asked her to like stand up so that. She was like, let me see how big you are, um, like people typically do with kids, like as they're yeah. growing. It's like, oh my God, you, you're you so big now. And I walked away from that and I was like, how do we go from, oh my gosh, look how big you are. And that's a good thing. And then it turns into, oh, look at how thin you are. Look at how little you are. Like, 
and becoming mm-hmm. big, whether it's physically in your body or like you and your personality taking up space in a room is frowned upon. And I was like, wow, that is... Because growing's only okay for women to do until they're like 13 and then... Yeah. Society... I mean, it, it's, it sucks because, I mean, it's and it's creepy and whatever, but it goes back to when girls were like 13 when they were getting married, mm-hmm. right? And so that became the yeah. beauty standard. Because they're like, was, oh, yeah, as soon as you get your period, you're totally can be treated like an adult and a sex I know. And like, and, let me just tell you, I got my period at nine. Like, nine-year-old Ellen... <laughs> I mean, there are days when I'm like, I don't think 28-year-old Ellen should be an adult. <laughs> but, like, 9-year-old Ellen should definitely not have been considered an adult, right? Like, yeah. but so, like, it, but it stems from that, right? Is because for so long, people didn't live very long. So the sooner that, the soonest that they started having, women started, ha- girls started having their period, they had to start pumping out babies because that's all women are good for, right? Yeah. And if you're only going to... That's a joke. It's not all they're good for. <laughs> a quick side note. Um, but, and if they're only going to live to 40, you know, you better get cracking, mm-hmm. you know. Plus, like, half of your kids are going to die, so you need to have way more. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. At least half, if not more than that, right? Oh, you had 13 children? How are the four remaining ones? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you know, like... It's just, it's awful, but it's, it was sort of the reality of everything. And, but then that beauty standard never left. It's why makeup was created to make women's, like, modern makeup, I should say, because makeup was used for other reasons later. But it has always been used to make people look younger and to make their eyes look bigger. And it's why hair removal became such a big thing because they wanted you to look like prepubescent children. Like, it's just, it's, you know, and so growing is only okay pretty much until you have your period, and then you better stop growing because they want you to still look like a child, which is disgusting and horrifying. Ugh. Okay, I'll get off my soapbox (laughs) I mean, I was the one who started it, um, (laughs) but... I could, mostly I have to get off of it now or else this is going to turn into, like, a totally different podcast. Which we can do sometime. I'm fine with yeah, that. But honestly, it makes me so angry. And then and then I think about the people who are like, uh, like, do we really need feminism? Like, we're good. Ugh. And I'm like, oh, I want to just, oh, I can't even, I can't even speak. I'm so angry. <laughs> yeah. And what kills me is that people don't understand that feminism is not just for women. Like, there's a an awful standard that has been set by male society for both sides of things, right? And, like, not to say that maybe a certain sex has not had it harder, cough, cough, <laughs> women, right? Like, but, like, there's also very unfair standards. For men, like, and that's too. What, that's yes. what, for men, too. And that's what also gets me about it is, like, first of all, how can you... Really what it is for me is, like, how can you be a woman and not be a feminist? Like, it just makes you want to scream. Um, but then also, like, how can you not see that this will benefit literally everybody if we start changing this shit? Mm-hmm. Like, 
Okay, we really needed to stop now. Otherwise, we're just going to dissolve or devolve into uh, incoherent half sentences and expressions. (laughs) So, um, speaking of men... Um, <laughs> you I'm can't think really of like a good segue. Yeah. Um, but can I tell you? So I was already, you know, like I told you, I was by halfway through this book, I was already off of Sebastian's bandwagon. Mm-hmm. But when she saw him for the first time after being turned into a fairy, and he had dozens of runes all over him, I was like, you motherfucker. Right? Like, Finn had some, right? But not, like, a bunch. And you fucking vilified him for that. And you're trotting around hiding this bullshit from the woman you love. Fuck you. Fuck the horse you rode in on. Like, (laughs) like, (laughs) I was like, and and I was so, I wanted her to just, like, kill him. Like, I just wanted her to, I just was like, I don't, I don't care. There's, I'm done. (laughs) I'm done, done. I was already done. Now I'm done, done. (laughs) Yeah. uh, When I realized that as well, I was just like, obviously I had been upset about understanding what those were when we found out about Finn. And because, you know, we... It was never explicitly stated until you're, like, in his cave where he keeps all the humans who he bought. Oh, I knew he had been killing people. It wasn't It wasn't explicitly said, Oh, yeah, yeah. Though, right? Right, right, Like, you kind of right, right. knew, but, like, I was holding out for maybe something else. Um, obviously, you were not. But then I was thinking, like... I was okay with it. I'll tell you why oh. I was okay with it. Oh, God. It. Okay. So you're totally fine with uh, someone's life being more important and better than someone else's like oh okay i'm totally fine killing people so i can stay alive and use my magic but you know they have to die so Mm. i am not okay with that but it is very clear to me that that's not how finn thinks about it like it was very evident to me after he had that interaction with kyla (laughs) That he does not, at least now, at least anymore, feel that mm-hmm. way. I don't. I can't speak for, like, whoever his early victims were, but like, he tried everything in his power to be like, no, this is not what you want to do. You, I don't think you know what you're well, doing. Then he and just she was die. Well, and yes, but but there's also this though. If he dies. Right? Like, it's, I'm not saying it's totally okay, but it's like, what is, and I can say this because they're fictional characters, I would, of course, have a much harder time if this was real people, but what are the lives of a hundred people if what he's saving is millions of people, right? Or thousands of people, Mm -hmm. you know? And so that, um, but, but for me, it was, I was okay with it. Okay with it is maybe not even the right word, but I understood it with him because of that reason. But also, like, 
it's very evident that it weighs on his mind, right? Mm-hmm. Like he knows all of their names. He remembers them. He honors them. He like has some very, it's why he's dark and broody. Like he's got this guilt mm-hmm. that he's carrying with him and it's not a flippant thing to him. He shows off the scar. Like he shows off the runes. He knows what they are. He, all of that stuff, right? Um, whereas with Sebastian, he doesn't honor them. He hides it. He is very flippant about it by just, it seems, by the sheer number of them that he has all over him. You know, like, like there's, to me at least, there were some very yeah. obvious I mean, differences I think between he was the two of them. Only specifically hiding them from her. Like, I, otherwise, I, I don't think. I think, oh, well, I had assumed that the glamours be, just worked for everybody. Right, I guess right. I think they I don't, did, but I, I don't know that he would have done that except for as part of his deception with her. Um, mm-hmm. I don't, yeah, I'm I don't not know sure, that part but um, speaking about his deception, though, like, initially, I thought, okay, he's the apprentice to this what is it a mage or wizard what do they call them um mage yeah so that he can be close to her once whatever it was that triggered i can't remember that triggered um people and fairy being able to know where she was um her her mother's sacrifice only lasted her mother's death seven years for seven years so when that happened and so that he protected her for well, protected her for two more years. Oh, yeah. No, I think, well, I thought it was he went there specifically so he could get her to fall in love with him to then get her to bond with him and write. Um, yeah. But then in thinking about it further, it's also possible that he legitimately was there to learn the mage's magic because he needed other forms of magic since he, oh, you know, sorry. is Continue. part unseely, and so he didn't have access to all of his magic, so he was trying to like build that up. But maybe I'm thinking too. So I, I had had a, an inkling of that, um, until there's a part where she's, um, after she's woken up, and she's, I think, is when it is, and she's having this moment where she starts remembering things, and she's like. I never thought it was really that weird, but then he only showed up in the human world seven days or seven years to almost to the day that my mother died. Like he, like, I just, I was like, that's too much of a coincidence. Like, I don't think he was there in, you know, like. I don't think he just stumbled upon her. Oh, no, not at all. Like, he was specifically there for her, but he could have done that in another form besides being the apprentice. Like, he, I feel like it was also, Oh, yeah, oh, like sure, sure, a, sure. I thought, you were, I thought you were saying that he was no, only there no, to no, learn no. from the apprentice. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I was thinking yeah. that it's possible that, like, for secondary reasons, he also chose to yes. apprentice with the mage because Correct. he didn't have... Well, I don't know... 
how much of the power that he used was he got it from the bonding with humans or if he also had some from his seely half i don't really know i'm imagining he probably has some from his seely half i don't know or is it because he's on seely he doesn't have access to his powers like I i don't know and the only way he did was through killing people maybe a little bit of both i don't know but yeah i just um Yeah, I um, I'm also like it was also very evident to me even before I was not team like not totally off of Sebastian's team that it was definitely going to be one of those things because I could I knew that there was something more to him that we weren't seeing right like just like I knew that there was more to Finn than we were seeing right like and it was just very evident to me that it was just another instance of um. Maybe the golden child is darker and maybe the dark child is, has the good heart, mm-hmm. right? Like, cause we see it in, we see it in, in pop culture all the time. Like, apparently the only thing I can think of is vampire diaries, right? Like, spoilers for vampire diaries <laughs> coming, coming right now. Like, right? So Stefan shows up at first and he's, oh, he's the good brother. He's, he's the one who, he won't kill anybody. He only drinks from bunny rabbits. Like, blah, 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 blah. Oh, my God. Here's Damon. And and to be fair, Damon's not great, right? Like, neither of them are, are like, it's not like Damon's a saint masquerading as a bad guy. Like, he does some very awful stuff, especially that first season. Um, but, like, you know, like, he's awful to hide his good heart. And Stefan is good on the outside to hide he's a ripper like <laughs> and he can't drink from humans because if he does he's just gonna rip them apart uh, i totally right? like, forgot about that oh my god <laughs> yeah and so like and and i've seen it other places too and i apparently can't think of anything else at the moment but like it was very clear to me that that was at least being hinted at now of course i didn't think it was gonna be i didn't know if it was gonna be like yeah, he's mostly good, but he's being led down the wrong path by his mom um, about Sebastian. That's kind of what I had Or thought, if he was like, I don't know. At, at first, that's what I had been thinking, too. And then I was realizing how manipulative he was being. And then I was like, oh, I don't think it's just that. Yeah, at I, least. Don't, I don't think I either recognized or let myself see or just I was continually rationalizing it that until I finished the book I was like oh all of that was manipulation I didn't think it all was until then looking back you're like oh yeah and I mean it was just another it just felt like another instance of um like he's feeding her not nothing but lies but like because there certainly could be some truth to it, right? He could love her in his way, right? Like, and that's the thing is, like, just because he's manipulating doesn't mean he doesn't love her. But love is not always healthy, mm-hmm. you know, in, uh, you know, if, um, or whatever. Or he thinks he loves her at the very least, right? But, like, um, but it was just another instance of he's only giving her lives and half-truths, Right. But it also felt like 
Finn didn't really lie to her. Like, mm. he omitted some stuff, which, you know, is not great, right? And then, of course, there was some stuff that he couldn't, like, physically talk about, right? But he he never lied to her. Like, he... And, and the thing is, is, like, some of the stuff is just, like, maybe he would have told you the truth if you had asked mm. him, you know? Like, you know, but you weren't at a point where you could ask him, have you taken power from other people have you done these like you know and like that's that's where it falls into the the omitting isn't great but also they weren't they were definitely getting closer but she and sebastian had the benefit of having known each other for two Mm -hmm. years whereas she had only met finn i don't know how many months ago it seems like it doesn't happen over a huge amount of time, mm-hmm. but it's at least three months, right? I think so. Well, it's it's within a three-month range, right? Because the... Mm-hmm. Or three-week range, I mean. Because um, the queen gives them... Oh, right. Three weeks. Yikes. Three weeks. So most of this happens over three weeks. And I don't know how much time passed before that. But, like, right? So, like, he wasn't at a point where he's just going to flat out tell her his plan. You know? Mm-hmm. Like... They were definitely getting there, but like it just, it was, um, while I don't think either of them were totally in the right, there is definitely like fins up here mm-hmm. and Sebastian can rot in hell for all, <laughs> I, for all I care. Um, tell me how you really so, feel. I don't like him. I'm going to be honest here. I don't know if you've picked up on it. I've been pretty subtle. Oh, yes. You're known for your subtlety. I mean, that's what they say. Oh, Ellen, she's so subtle. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, but, yeah, it's, um, yeah. Um... Well, I don't think I have any more notes because I started taking them and then kind of just fell off. <laughs> so let me know if there's anything else you want to talk about. But I feel like we've covered the majority of what I wanted to talk about. Oh even. my god, I loved the wolves. Right. They were so cute. Yeah. Sebastian doesn't have any pets. <laughs> Obviously, I'm just saying. point for Finn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, um, oh, oh, actually, I have a question. At what point did you realize that Bree's mom was the human that Oberon had fallen in love with? Um, I think that one was pretty soon after we found out that. Oberon fell in love. Oberon with had a been a human yeah. woman. Yeah, same here. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, we're so smart. I know. Yeah, there, there were a couple of ones that I picked up on right away, and then there were others. Obviously, other things that I was completely wrong about, as we've discussed. But like Finn being the son of Oberon, her mom being the human woman, um, and. Sebastian being the Seely Prince. Those three I picked up on very quickly. 
them being brothers, totally didn't see it coming. Um, I'm still so him, proud of him myself being, that I... Uh, Sebastian being uh, on Sealy didn't see it coming. Hence, I didn't see her dying and becoming immortal. Yeah. Yeah. Or her having the crown. Didn't see that coming. Oh, yeah. For sure, the, that I didn't see coming at right? all. Right? Like, I knew there was something very significant about her scar and, like, her surviving the fire, yeah. but I couldn't figure out what it was. So I had thought it was because her mom had also had magic or whatever until we learned more about this, the Oberon story. Um, and then even before, so like at first when we, she was like, did she, when she, um, when Lark was like, oh, the first time you died, you didn't like stay dead or whatever. I was like, the first time she died, who is her mom? Cause I had just assumed that her mom had, uh, uh-huh done something or had powerful enough friends that they did something. And we, of course, already knew that her mom had been in love with this fairy male, right? Like, so I was like, so at the very least, but I was like, who is she in love with? And then relatively shortly afterwards, it's first mentioned that Oberon was in love with a human woman. And I was like, bam, Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. it. Yeah, but I did not see the him sacrificing his life for Oh, no, her. me neither. I just thought he came and did magic to make right. her um, heal and become alive mm-hmm. again. Um, yeah, and I liked that his name was Oberon because that's the name of the fairy king in A Midsummer Night's Tale. I was going to say, that's not the correct. (laughs) As soon as it came, as soon as it came out of my mouth, I was like, that's not right. Um, A Midsummer Night's Dream is what I meant Mm -hmm. to say. Um, And I'm just so excited for the next book. Mm -hmm. Is it only a duology? Do we know? I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know either. I didn't look that up. (laughs) That might have been a good thing to look up, but that's okay. Um, yeah, I mean, it's possible. Do authors actually know as they're writing whether it's for sure going to be a duology or a trilogy or whatever? Or is it kind of like, oh, I think the story's coming to me. It's going to be longer. Like, when do you know that? Yeah, I guess I don't I guess I don't really know. I think maybe sometimes they go into um, I'd imagine sometimes they go into it knowing um, and other times I think. It's a surprise um, to everyone involved. <laughs> yeah. So it's interesting. So I'm looking. So the next one is going to be called These Twisted Bonds. Hmm. And I don't want to alarm anyone, but the only male on that one has white hair. Uh, but I would imagine it's so these. But see, the thing is, these twisted bonds, she's bonded to Sebastian, right. despite the fact that she's not falling for his shit anymore. So I'm sure there's going to be... Okay, interesting. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm so excited, but also I'm so nervous. Right? Girl, don't go back to him. He doesn't deserve mm-hmm. you. All right. Do you have anything else, or...? Are we good? No, I think that's <laughs> I think that's probably it. Um, 
So, as always, we can be found on social media. We're on Twitter at UPM Pod Official. We're on Instagram at Uniquely Portable Magic Podcast. And then you can always email us at our Gmail, which is Uniquely Portable Magic Podcast at gmail.com. And we'll see you all next week. Bye.